Hey, what's going on? This is Headphone Joe. And you're listening to Tears from the Press Box. And I'm here with my co-host, as always. What's up, everybody? Brennan Tassif joining you in your ear holes. In your ear holes, giving you some earworms. So we're going to start this like we do every episode where we're going to do the kickoff where we get into some big topics. You know, we've been... Oh, boy. We've been uh, 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 previewing a bunch of NFL divisions, so we're going to start with that, of course, and get into some other things. I was wondering uh, what that was going to happen. Uh, that uh, <laughs> rattled. <laughs> and then we're going to get into some of the quick hits, um, some topics that we want to touch on briefly, and then uh, walk-offs where... The new addendum where I may read something, I may just have a stat. I actually I, just have a story this week, so it works ooh, out. Oh, look at him! Um, yeah, look at him skipping the bill this time. Uh, so, it was, uh, <laughs> I had a few interesting things at the new job in New York City with their uh, New York City fandom, so I'm going to share those. Ah, oh, okay, that's a, that makes sense now after reading in the document. Um, yeah, so then we'll pedal our wares in the press conference. So, like I said, we'll kick it off right about now. Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Here we go. All right. Full disclosure to the listeners. uh, Joe and I do this via Zoom. um, And I am now in my smaller New York City apartment. And Savannah was just walking around in her bathrobe. Hence the. uh, Oh, whoa. Hey. (laughs) I I didn't want everyone out of the joke, but it's not. I don't have my own. I don't have my own studio anymore. I am in the living room recording. Yep. So. He is uh he is amongst the people's. Yeah, there's a uh, lot of life going on. I can see on. his neighbor through the window. It's yep. just insane. You can hear the uh, crazy homeless lady outside. She lost it today on somebody. Did she? Like, yeah, like Brendan, this is how really, we end like, up with way too long episodes. We got to get to it. Okay. <laughs> but she lost it, man. Like I heard her we're on the second floor and our bedroom is away from the front of the building where she hangs out. And we heard her scream like, you motherfuckers, Ooh. you don't understand. The government's coming for all of us. And I was like, whoa, whoa. Wow. All all right, right, here we she go. may know something that we don't know. Yeah, she might. Something that you listeners don't know is that we're previewing the AFC West this week. Yes. And we'll start off with the team that finished at the bottom of the division last year, going 5-11, and 11, played a game without a quarterback pretty much. Essentially. No, uh, yeah, they didn't have a quarterback last year. Uh, the Denver Broncos, Brennan. The over yes. under for the Broncos are set at 7.5. Do you have the over or do you have the under? So I don't really know what's happening with the Denver Broncos. Uh, they are in this weird situation with Drew Locke. So there was rumors that they were going to get Aaron Rodgers. They've been trying to make it work with Drew Locke the last couple of years. I just, I haven't seen, it doesn't look like he's going to be the guy. You know, with uh, quarterbacks, you take you take who you can take in the first round and then you hope they work out. And most of the time they don't. It's a 50-50 shot. So I don't think Drew Locke's the guy. If I'm not mistaken, they went out and got Teddy Bridgewater this offseason. Um, so we're going to kind of see what happens there. I was looking at a couple of different articles. It's interesting because on ESPN Plus, they have uh, Jerry Judy ranked as a blue chip player along with Drew Locke. Um, and obviously Patrick Sertan and the Noah fan um, as blue chippers under 25. But I don't I, I mean, I disagree with that. I don't I don't think Drew Locke is the future of the quarterback room moving forward. And, you know, our old producer, Al Greg, rest in peace. But he used to get so frustrated as a Denver Broncos fan with Jerry Judy because yeah. he drops balls like crazy. Yep. yep. Um, so I, I've got him going under. I think that defense is really good. I think Vic Fangio uh, runs a really stout defense, but I don't think that offense is going to be able to produce points. 7.5. I don't have them like egregious, like basement in the NFL, especially um, in the AFC, but I've got them winning like five or six games. So yeah, they're going to be bad, but I don't have them like going 0 and 17 or 1 and 16 or something, but I, I don't see them winning more than five games. I can see them winning more than five games. But I don't think I could see them winning yeah, more than 7.5 yeah. games. Um, Drew Locke has had very few flashes. Um, he's not impressed enough. Uh, Jerry Judy will be, I think he'll be better this year because of the addition 
that is Cortland Sutton coming back yeah. from injury last year. Um, he was gone all of last year. The rookie had to be the number one, and he was not prepared to do it. So I think that'll help his development. Noah Fan is really good as a tight end option. Um, yeah, the defense the defense is pretty remarkable. Um, they've shored up the back after losing Chris Harris. They got uh, Kyle Fuller, Patrick Sertan. They drafted him. I don't know why they got Ronald Darby. He's a waste of space on the football field at this point. <laughs> um, sorry, that's my bitter Eagles coming out. Um, so, yeah, six wins. Um, and they move on from the Drew Lock experience. I thought you were going to have something to say there. I'm no, that, that was it. <laughs> I, I mean, I completely agree with you. You usually button button my, you know, punctuate my sentences some, somehow. So oh, moving us. along, uh, the Rams. Oh, the Rams. by the way, real Jesus quick. Christ. Oh, sorry. I, I know this is why our episodes go long, but. <laughs> I wanted to clear something up because it was brought to my attention uh, oh, earlier no. today oh, by no. someone in the apartment. Oh, okay. that, uh, the Simone Biles take that I had last week was not my take. I was saying it's disappointing because there are some people out there who are going to say she quit because she was on the decline. That is not m- what I think. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. You knew that, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You, you were arguing. Well, you just took the I'm, camera. I'm right? here. I'm here. You you were positioning your argument as um, this is how some people may view it. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I made that clear because someone else, there's one over here in the apartment, was like, "That was they have an audience now." Yeah. She was like, "You you should be careful with what you say. Like, don't you see what the internet?" And I was like, "I wasn't. I don't think that. That's what I just think." Yeah, some people you're playing are, devil's advocate. Yes. Okay. Cool. I'm glad I cleared that up. Just wanted to make sure everyone's on the same page. Beautiful. Perfect. All right. So the Los Angeles Chargers went seven and nine last year, rookie quarterback that they didn't expect to start until Tyrod Taylor got jabbed in the lung by a doctor. We're still on the lookout for that doctor. He's a dangerous man. I think he's the angel of death, honestly. Um, so yeah, Brennan, what do you think Justin Herbert is going to do here in year two? Okay, this is going to be somebody. Somebody get the somebody get the sizzle out. New this offense. is going to be hot. The Chargers, if they were not in the division with the Kansas City Chiefs, would win this division. The Chargers are going to dominate next year, pounding the over heavy, over unders wow. nine wins. I got them winning like at least 10 games, so maybe not wow. that heavy, but I'm definitely taking the <laughs> over. Uh, the Chargers have a ton of young talent. Um, it, it starts with Justin Herbert, who wasn't it was an afterthought with some of the other quarterbacks in his draft class, you know, third quarterback taken. And he's dominating. Uh, I think I'm super excited for some of the moves that they made. Um, as far as you know, they have Rashawn uh, Slater, Who's the number one quarterback in that draft, the tackle, uh, Joe Burrow. Oh yeah, okay. Sorry, he got hurt. And I completely. Yeah, that. you did the same thing I did. <laughs> Honestly, I was thinking about it before you said that, and I was like, "Who was the number one pick?" <laughs> I was like, "Who's no?" And then it clicked in my head, and then you asked, and I was like, "All right, good. I don't, I don't look like I didn't know." Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was Herbert Tua, then Herbert, or excuse me, uh, yeah. Burrow Tua, then Herbert. Um, yeah, I think this offense has got a lot of firepower and the offensive line. You know what they did during the offseason and in the draft? It wasn't sexy. It wasn't cool. Wasn't like what everyone's going to talk about, but. They went out and solidified that offensive line. And not to mention, because this guy gets hurt, um, you know, a lot. Derwin James. Oh, I is, feel like this is yeah, this is my launch point. Yeah. <laughs> Derwin James is the heart of that defense. Uh, he'll be back. He should be healthy this year. I've got him going over nine wins, finishing second in the division. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Joe. Now, I didn't have them over unless I can guarantee more than 10 games from Derwin James. If Derwin James can operate healthy all year long, as well as Mike Williams. Yeah. If those two guys can operate healthy for a large portion of the season, then yes, I can see them getting over nine, getting into 10, potentially 11. Um, They're going to get a third place schedule and they're not a third place team. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That schedule is going to be huge for them too. I've, this is not a joke when I say this. The Los Angeles Chargers, who were formerly the San Diego Chargers, have a bad history with just players getting hurt. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It, it might be the doctor on the medical staff that stabbed 
Tyrod in the, the, the lung, possibly that may have foreshadowed unearthed some things. But um, yeah, they just have a propensity of getting hurt out there. I don't know what it is. So if those if those two key guys, because those two have been more hurt uh, recently than not. Um, if they can stay healthy, if we can see Derwin James in that backfield, that DB with uh Michael Davis and Chris Harris, like and Joey Bosa up front, like, oh yep. my gosh, they're gonna be they're gonna ravage teams in the AFC. So big if, big caveat on me, but um maybe this is the year they finally can get the strength and conditioning coach to keep them actually ready for the game. Yeah, right. All right. The next team, by the way, of Las Vegas, has a over-under of 7.5. That is under their win total from last year, which was measly 8-8. Eight and eight. John Gruden has, what, seven more years on yep. that 10-mil-a-year contract? Uh, has equity in the team still anyway? 70 still million guaranteed left. On the, uh, on the roster here. Uh, Brennan, what, what what do you foresee for this team? So this is an interesting case because John Gruden's been there long enough now. They kind of, um, I think John Gruden's a good coach. I don't think he's a good uh, player personnel guy. Um, they have some talent on this team. Like if you look at it on paper, there's a lot of talent. Max Crosby on the defense. Max Crosby, Yannick Ngakwe, they signed who beat out um, Kellen uh, Farrell, the number four pick from Clemson. I Clean, his, yeah, his name is always hard for me to pronounce because I always mm-hmm. want to say Kellen, but it's Clean Cleland. It's a good old country name. Um, he's the gigantic. Oh, you're gonna say something else when you said name there. No, he's a the gigantic. <laughs> he's the gigantic guy from uh, Clemson, but he got beat out by Yannick Ngakwe, who I you know feel some sort of way about as a Jaguars fan. But on John Abram, if he can stay healthy. Uh, he's a f- monster of a safety and all these guys are under 25. Uh, they also on the offense have Josh Jacobs, Henry Ruggs. They got Leatherwood, the tackle, and then Derek Carr, who's, a, you know, he's played well as a quarterback, but like we were talking about earlier with Drew Locke, like he's had flashes. He's had more flashes than Drew Locke of being a good quarterback, but you know, that one year that they made, I think it was, was 17 MVP worthy season. Yeah, that was I think that was 17 or 18. He broke his leg going into the playoffs and it was like, what yeah. the hell? He'd played so well this whole season and then broke his leg going into week one of the playoffs. I see this one's hard for me because on paper they look good, but I just don't trust the Raiders. So I'm going to take the over tentatively, very tentatively. I'm going to take the over. Like eight, 7.5. Eight, nine, eight and nine, I think. 7.5. I will take the under. Okay. Here. I will take the under. Um, It's not because Derek Carr is not a good quarterback. It's not because John Gruden is not a good coach. It's because they are bad at evaluating talent. Yep. And the the price point they put on talent. Now, Brennan, we talked a lot about this offseason. They got rid of a lot of their offensive linemen. They had a really good offensive line last yeah. year. Yeah. And they have a really good young rookie running back in Josh Jacobs. And you know what they did? They gutted the whole thing. They gutted the, not only did they gut the offensive linemen, they signed a veteran running back at like a price they didn't need to. Oh, yeah. We were talking about that a couple they, weeks ago. They went and got Kenyon Drake for reasons that I still can't explain. <laughs> Jalen Richard was a solid backup. They went and spent too much money on Kenyon Drake. Therefore, they couldn't add to the offensive line and keep the guys, retain the guys that they had. Um, Clean Farrell, like you said, not a disappointment, really more of a. Victim of that fourth overall pick. No one, no one had him projected there. And they went and reached way too early. Uh, Max Crosby, really good. Gerald McCoy, interesting depth uh, inside. Yannick Ngakwe is not going to help you on rushdowns. He's going to help you in pass down situations only. Um, Corey Littleton had a pretty bad year last year. Hopefully he can fix that. Uh, Casey Hayward is probably the best DB they got. 
Jonathan Abrams, I can't believe in him until he learns how to yeah. tackle without you leading with his, his head and his shoulder. Yeah. To separate his shoulder every year, it feels like, for the past two seasons. Um, so we yeah, used to, that used to be team, a thing in high school is dudes who are like extremely talented would just try hunters. to yeah, bull people over yeah. with their, their head and their shoulder. And I remember one guy I played with ended up going to a really big Division One school and he tried that and he got his ass ran over and he was like, yeah, oh, exactly. it's different up here. <laughs> These are grown ass men. Dude. Yeah. But yeah, so I just see this team just being a victim of itself. Uh, they they don't know how to get out of there. Derek Wall, Derek, Derek, Darren Waller is one of the best tight ends. Yeah, for sure. On, like you said, on paper they should. On paper they, they should look have great, ten wins. Yeah. They should have ten wins. But I just think the the, the team is too stupid. The team is just too dumb. I, there's just too many knuckleheads in the kitchen, and it's going to be to their detriment. If they do break the over, it's 7.5, so they can easily go 8-8 eight and eight again or 8-9 and nine or whatever, but yeah. I don't think they'll have a winning record is basically what I'm getting at. Okay. So. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah, because eight wins now is not a winning record, but it's not 8-8 eight and eight anymore. So Yeah. So, yeah. Now, all right, the Mac Daddy of them all, the one everyone's talking the about. The Grand Daddy of them all, Brennan. You said this receiver was a speedster and not a receiver. I still am never going to forgive you for that. that Actually, is one of the I want dumbest opinion. I want to make this point right here and now on the the recording because this was probably the greatest counterpoint I have ever come up with, and I didn't think of it till after we were off the uh, microphones. I'm going to hate this. The top tier at every position is subjective. And I can prove that because Madden updates their rosters during the season, which means going into the season, how awesome you think a guy is. If he has a breakout season, he is better in Madden because they're like, oh, shit, we misevaluated this player. So if the people at Madden are misevaluating players and the people in the uh, fucking Raiders coaching office are misevaluating players. My whole point that the top tier, whether it's one through five or one through seven, is totally subjective. You, you keep doing this one through. No one has ever made a one through seven list, Brennan. I know. I'm just throwing numbers out, but I'm saying. <laughs> I hate what you say. I'm seven. saying it, it, it should always go by tiers. There should be tiers for athletes. Like these are the best guys. You can never. You can never. Oh my god! I thought I just saw a bug. You can never say <laughs> this guy is better than that guy if they're in the same tier because it's like well. They have different attributes. You know, one's bigger, one's stronger, one's a possession receiver, one's a speedster. So that's because I know you and I joke about it. Right, so when we get into that. tier two. But um <laughs> 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 But that was the point I wanted to make, only because I thought of it after and I was like, wait a second. Everyone's talking like these are set in stone, but Madden even updates their roster during the season. And I was like, I figured it out. I'm a genius. It's not, it's not a great argument for me because I don't agree with anything Madden does. Yeah, ever. I know you I don't, don't buy or play the game. I anymore, mean, hey, so. I was a 52 in the EA Sports NCAA exactly. 2009. It should have so. been a 44. I don't know how whoa, you got to 52. <laughs> Wait a second. How, but how, the the honey, honey badger of them all, Kansas City Chiefs, uh, over-unders 12 wins. 12 wins. Last year, they had 14. Yeah. Um, this is going to shock the world. Got them going under. Here's my logic. Under 12. Under 12. I wanted to take 12, but I can't. We don't Please push. explain. Okay. Please explain. So here's my logic. I thought this was just going to be a walk away, boom, light a fire, light a match, and just walk no, away. No, I honestly think the Chargers and the Chiefs are going to be battling for that division, and I'll explain. So the Chargers have gotten better. I know they have the new offensive coordinator, but the Chargers are, are surging. We've already talked about how the Las Vegas Raiders look good on paper. You're not mistaken. The Las Vegas Raiders beat the Kansas City Chiefs last year. It was a weird, fluky game, but they beat them. Um, and I think, I, I think it's the the Kansas City team is, for lack of a better way to explain it, I think that if something were to happen to Patrick Mahomes, this whole thing falls apart. He's the greatest quarterback right now in the NFL. He's number one with a bullet. Put put your name on it. It's Patrick Mahomes. And I think if something were to happen to him, this whole offense would implode on itself. Uh, and I mean, I know they won a couple games with, what was it, Chad Henney? Uh, uh, last year, the year before, Matt, okay. Oh, but, was it Chad Henney? 
I think it was Chad Henne. Sorry, I'm almost positive. Different Dolphins quarterbacks are just throwing, yeah, they're all cycling out. through. <laughs> but the reason I'm taking the under, and I don't have the like I said, I want to take twelve, but we don't push, so I'm only going to take the under because I think in the division. The Raiders can beat them and have beat them recently. And I think the Chargers are going to come on pretty strong. They added some close games last year. So I think they're going to beat each other up. And I think, God forbid, something happens to Patrick because he's he, he gets hurt. He gets hurt. I mean, he doesn't miss entire seasons, but he gets hurt. So if something were to happen to him, I think they could not fall off a cliff, but I'm, I'm saying 11 wins. I want to say 12, but I can't. So I'm saying 11. Okay. I'm going to forego any discussion here because I, I don't, I don't understand this. Let's just go through there. This is going to be time consuming as all hell, but let's go through their schedule real fast. You keep a tally. Okay. I'm just going to, I'm going to give you a name. And then at the end, you tell me how many wins. I'm going to count it on my fingers. Let's go. All right. Cleveland, Baltimore. <laughs> I got them winning one of those two games. Chargers. Philly. Wait, say at. Say where it's at. Okay, okay. All right, let me start over there. Okay. Cleveland in Kansas City. Cleveland okay. at home. Baltimore at Wait, Baltimore. Cleveland, you said Cleveland in Kansas City, then okay. Cleveland, Cleveland at home. Oh, got it. Got it. Yeah, okay. Cleveland at okay. home. Baltimore on the road. Chargers at home. Eagles on the road. Buffalo at home. Washington on the road. Uh, Tennessee on the road, Giants at home, Green Bay at home, Raiders at, oh, on the road, Dallas at home, Denver at home, Raiders at home, Chargers on the road, Pittsburgh at home, uh, Bengals on the road, Denver on the road. You're a madman. That actually mad. gives me eleven. That's that was perfect. You you set it up though. Cause I think you gave them both Chargers game. You you didn't give no, them I gave the Chargers. I gave the Chargers both those games. Yeah, you gave Chargers both the wins. I was like, I, what are you I doing? I like the Chargers. You gave the Raiders both the wins. I, I think I split it with the Raiders. Oh my! They're not splitting with the Raiders. They They're not losing the two to the Chargers. They're not losing two to the Chargers. I'll tell you. I that really right like now. the Chargers. I hey, I know everyone's gonna pound the over. Hey, maybe we'll look back. This is all about the hot take machine, baby. We'll look back on this in six months, and I'm gonna be like, "Wow, you, hey, Joe, you remember when you thought I was an idiot?" I, I'm gonna still think you're an idiot. <laughs> you're gonna I'm be like, gonna "Yeah, but it was circumstances outside their control." You still shouldn't have yeah. picked that. <laughs> you didn't know Matt Patrick Mahomes was gonna end up. In a, in well, a, what was it a, last year? He had the turf a, toe or whatever it was. The year before that, it was the knee. The year before the that, it was the ankle. It's always something little, but it's it affects it. Well, that's why they got Orlando Brown Jr. and and uh, Laurent uh, Duvernay Tardif is back from you know saving lives. Yeah. Um. So yeah, <laughs> we got people to protect them. That's true. They do have some. They did go. And out then and they also they traded for a guard. I want to say as well. Yeah, and then they also got um. I mean, he got hurt, but uh, Mike Remmers, shit, uh, Chris Long, his brother, uh, Kyle Long, Kyle Long, yeah, yeah. All right, we spent way too much time on that because I had to as we always do. Here we go. All right, moving on. Brennan, yes, this is where I ask you sports questions about a sport that you're not a hundred percent familiar on. That one is baseball. Baseball. Here we go. Brennan, the Mets. For those of you listening, I do not look at notes during this either. I just go off the dome. And I have not that been listening be, to a lot of Sports Center or podcasts, so I'm not going to know what's going on. I know that makes one person happy when I talk about this one right here. Brennan, the Mets are in trouble. My Mets. Why are my Mets in trouble? They have lost four straight. They've oh. only won two of their last 10. That doesn't make sense. We have DeGrom. We traded for those players. Didn't you only traded for Javi really? Um, and Rich Hill, who is 40, 40 years of age, 45 years of age, 44, I think, is what we talked about. Um, yeah, he's uh, the ageless wonder, um, not working his magic there in New York. But DeGrom still hasn't come back from uh, right forearm tightness. So the Mets have slipped, and you know who they like get to the top there, Brennan? Who 
the Philadelphia Phillies who beat no. them in a three game series. I want to say uh, I saw that series. Yeah, that series was uh, playing in the background at my job, and I'm so yeah, Brendan. What what are your thoughts on that? Especially your boy Bryce Harper. Um, I yeah, everyone knows how I feel about the Phillies. Uh, I fucking can't stand the Phillies. I just really don't like Philadelphia teams beef. in general. What? Uh, yeah, I'm a New Yorker now. That's why I'm. I, I think we're supposed to. Wait a to, second, you were. Ro- oh, okay. Now that you're a New yeah, Yorker, I'm a New Yorker. I was gonna say you're rooting for the 76ers all fucking year. No, I'm a New Yorker now, so we have to hate the Philly teams. That's what I was told okay. when I when I when I when, I, when you move up here, they give you a little card. It says all the stuff on it. Oh, uh, it's on the door. Yeah, when you walk in. I honestly, this is interesting to me only because I have it from a hundred percent outsider looking in perspectives when it comes to baseball. The what Bryce Harper did. And that whole situation with the Nationals and then going to Philly for that exorbitant contract. And Philly has not been a relevant team in years. And I know that because if they were a fucking relevant team, we'd hear about them all the time. And I would know that they were a relevant team because it would be blasted on all the stuff I listen to, be it PTI or around the horn or sports center or whatever. So I think the Mets will bounce back. I mean, Jacob DeGrom is now tell me if I'm wrong, but arguably one of the best pitchers in baseball, but he can only pitch every five days. So, I mean, they've got him, they've got Javi. They, they already had a good offense because they were in first place for a while. They were doing really well. So I think they'll bounce back. Um, but that's the thing about baseball, man. Everybody knows it. It's, I don't know how many games we're playing this year, but it's normally 162 games. So it's 162. Okay. Yeah. It's a long fucking season. So it doesn't matter what happens in, March, April, May, June. It's when you get into August, September, October that it matters. So we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, the Mets are in trouble. That's for sure. They need to they need to get their shit together. Two out of the last ten is unacceptable. As a fucking New Yorker, I'm telling you, it's unacceptable. I still think your New York is Boston, but yeah. it is. I can't fix it. <laughs> you gotta figure that out, buddy. I do. But um, Yes, you've been right on Bryce Harper the past two seasons. Um, one of those you really can't count because it was only six games. But uh, he batted under 275. That's kind of his uh, – that was his baseline to start his career. He had a couple of bad seasons. But this year he's back to batting over five, uh, 300, has a on-base percentage of over four, slugging at five, 570, um, and almost is at his highest – he's at his highest uh, – OPS since 2017, which was the last year that uh, the Nats really made a big push in the playoffs. Um, that was the last time he had over 1,000, and he's at 998, 983. So, yes, the contract wasn't good on the front end. I mean, the front end. It's been two seasons. But, um, yeah, they seem to be pushing all the right buttons now. They traded for a couple of uh, – they traded for one bullpen arm and one starter – at the trade deadline. So, yeah, the Phillies are really turning it around. The Mets, uh, Javi, I think, just went to the DL, honestly. Oh, um, no. I know he got pulled out of the most recent game. But, uh, yeah, no, the Mets really need to figure some shit out, Brennan. Yeah, you got to figure it out in New York there, buddy. Um, but, yeah, no, they, they've been, they've been uh, relying too heavily on – only a few of their offensive weapons to really perform. And Francisco Lindor, that not saying he's doing bad, but he's not doing what they anticipated. Yeah, he's what they thought he was twenty eight. So that is no bueno. All right. No bueno. Speaking On of no bueno. One. Brennan, another yeah. team, your beloved team. My fucking socks, dude. Now we can talk like this all fucking day. Talk to me about Boston. What's going on? Boston is rudderless and they're sputtering now. Yeah. After uh, not making many moves, getting a hurt Kyle Schwaber over there. uh, They've lost. They've only won two of their last eight as well. Uh, They've let Tampa leapfrog them. They were in a head-to-head series. I think they lost every game. Tampa swept the series. Has a four-game lead on them now. And the Yankees are only two and a half back of Boston. And Chris Dale, Chris Dale, Chris Sale, I don't think, has returned yet officially. So Chris Sale hasn't returned yet. I do know that for a fact, for a factual information. But this one, 
I kind of piggy, piggy, I'm going to piggyback off what I said about the Mets, but this one, I I'll wholeheartedly believe it with the way Boston is put together and the way they've been playing this whole season. I know I just said, Oh, it's a long season. You never know what's going to happen, but Boston is just in a slump. Fucking Boston is going to come back. They're going to win the division. They're going to fucking win the pennant and they're going to go to the world series. Everybody knows that it's going to be Boston against the Dodgers. Everyone knows that. That's all I got to say about that. The Boston will recover. I completely disagree. Um, Boston Hashtag was a, Boston strong. Uh, can't hit me with that. Um, Boston <laughs> kind of came out of the blue. No one first saw them making this leap this year. We thought it was going to be no, a long rebuild process. Um, and they got a lot of guys on the on the DL right now. So I cannot see them as the Yankees steamroll ahead. Even though Anthony Rizzo just got put on the COVID list. Uh, as the Yankees steam. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Jesus H. Haven't I told you You're that? You're in New York. You have to be a fan of his. Everyone knows how I feel about Rizzo. No, I'm just kidding. I, it's a joke. Because, I fucking loved him. No, no, I do love him. I know. I, I was like, wait. I play with his brother in college. It's a whole story. Uh, you but. haven't, I haven't heard that, did you? Yeah. Oh, wow. What did you play? You played baseball with him? No, no, no. His brother uh, was a our, uh, left tackle. Oh, what? Wait, do you play college football, Brennan? Oh, you were. I'm sorry. I thought you were. I was like, have I really not told you the story about how like I went out on a date with a girl and then he ended up dating her and then married. I think that I think it was a Thursday discussion. All right. So yeah, I don't think Boston is going to be able to turn it around. I think they've put themselves too far of a hole at this point, this late in the season. And those other two teams in their division are revving hot right now. Revving uh, hot. Both of, both of which in the last 10 games have are eight and two. So the complete inverse and Boston keeps losing two division opponents. I know that's the problem the is if you're going to slump, you got to do it against people outside of the division. Exactly. Because as Tony Kornheiser always says, losing to somebody in division is like losing two games because it moves their seed up. Yeah, they go up, you go down. Yeah. All right. Last question. The Padres have a decision to make, Brennan. Yeah. Fernando Tatis went out again recently. Fernando Tatis. With the same. <clears throat> with the same. I don't know the flurry if he just put on that. Uh, with the same shoulder injury that has been plaguing him all season long. Gotta ask you, do you think they should just shut him down? Shut him down. You have to shut him down. He is the future of the franchise. You cannot risk it. It'd be one thing if he came back and then went back to the DL for a couple of days, but this is, I think, the third or fourth time this has happened now. Um, you have got to shut him down because if you do irreversible, irreparable damage to that shoulder, the whole franchise is fucked. Now, I know in baseball, one player doesn't make as big of a difference as it does in basketball, say, but still, you got to... You've got to shut him down. I mean, you know, look what happened to the Sox. They get rid of Mookie Betts, and then last year they were fucking hot garbage. Uh, so you don't want a situation like that with the Padres where something were to happen to Tatis, and then all of a sudden he's out, and your team just falls so apart. And the flourish was just saying that thing. Tatis Junior. Um, uh, it really sucks, but. Yeah, they probably should sit him. But 100% um, you agree with me because we're the same person, Joe. I don't 100% agree because I feel like whenever your window is, you have to attack in your window. No, that's and yeah, true. they're currently behind the Dodgers and the Giants, but they they also have one of the best run differentials uh, over 100, which is insane. Well, they um, got fucked too in that division because the Giants and the Dodgers yeah, exactly. are playing the out Giants of their mind Giants are coming too. out of nowhere. So it's like, what the hell? It's like that. my, but, my Chargers um, in uh, the AFC West. Shut up, you know, shut my up, Chargers. Please, please, please shut up. Um, so... Yeah, and and uh, like I told you last week, the Giants have not given up any uh, ground on their lead. If anything, they've created more distance between them. It's all going to change. We talked about this last week. It's all going to change. Just saying, buddy. I Giants strong. (laughs) Are you okay? Oh, to our Olympic coverage, (laughs) Brennan. Yes. Uh. We got a couple of gold medal teams to discuss. I'll let you discuss the men's. Yeah, let's talk uh, about this. So a couple things. Ahead. We're going to talk men's basketball for a moment. International basketball going against France. Taking home the gold. Wasn't even a question. Uh, I don't have the final score right in front of me. We won by five or seven, something like that. Um, five, 87, 82. 
Yeah. Uh, so a couple of things about international basketball. I, things I do like. Um, I do enjoy how there's not a fucking replay on every goddamn possession. I like how there's only 10 minute quarters because it gives everyone a little bit more of a sense of urgency. Um, and I like that they let the players play. There's, you know, contact and it's not always like, boop, 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 boop. there's a little bit of contact. Um, go bear. Is everything okay? Gobert played out of his <laughs> mind for France. Um, but again, what played out of his mind? Yeah, Gobert because he he doesn't have a problem. You know, if they want, if they tell him he's got to go down low and you know clang and bang, he'll do it. He'll try and shoot from outside. You know, he does whatever is required. Uh, but no three point shot attempts. I don't know what. No, <laughs> that's not what was required. Uh, he'll never take a three point shot. But he doesn't really do that. That's more of a Antetokounmpo thing. And he plays for Greece. So, um, didn't play in the Olympics. No, not this year. I'm just saying when he does play, he uh, plays for Greece. Just to say. Just to but it was a great game overall. We have Kevin Durant. So, throw the, as we do in spades, throw the card down. That's it. Give me that book. You don't even know what the card is called? Am I allowed to say it? I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. What's the word you're thinking of? He's the big joker in this. What are you? No, no, we, I, I haven't played spades since. Never mind. Anyway, this <laughs> is the last time Kevin I was in, is the big joker. He trumps yeah. everything. Yeah, he does. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to know where, um, Damian Lillard was. This was supposed to be kind of his breakout Olympics, but he didn't play very well. Um, but that's all I got. Yeah, the, no one can compete with the United States in basketball when we're all playing as a cohesive. Why don't we settle this right here, big brother? Players. That's my belt, you know. You want this belt? Come and get it. But we could be here. I don't know what's happening. Take it right, Jack. I'm aware. But yeah, so France, if you want this belt, you can come. You got to come get it. That's <laughs> fuck yeah. But that's my take, Joe. I'm assuming you're going to handle uh, the dominant. Oh, by the way, fourth gold medal uh, in a row for men's basketball. Joe, the domination that was the women's side. Fourth gold medal in a row for the men's. Seven gold yep. medals in a row for the women. That is why I brought uh, that stat up. And I think it was the. <laughs> I think it was the sixth or the seventh by Coach Don Staley. She had three as a coach, two as an assistant, and one now as the head coach. So, yes, six is right on the number. Five for Sue Bird, five for Diana Taurasi, two for Brittany Griner getting it done, 30 points points in the game. Brianna Stewart, her second, 14 boards in the game. Shout out to Asia Wilson, also doing the damn thing. Uh, they won the game handily, decidedly. No really uh, sense of uh, f- doubt ever at this point. Uh, it, at, it, yeah, man, at any point during the that commercial playing really just threw me off. Yeah. Um, at any point in the game, they won the game 90 to 75 over Japan, the host nation. Uh, yeah, no, super great moment. The. Uh, both, I mean, both teams. Both teams played well, but one team no, was didn't. obviously superior. Um, yeah, and their dominance continues. So, shout out to the ladies. Boom. Well, Brennan, yeah, we got some other ladies to discuss. Yeah, uh, since we last recorded, the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team ended up losing to Canada. Yeah, they lost that game. I feel like we were partly responsible because I asked you if you wanted to watch it at four in the morning, and you said no. You did. Well, it was four in the morning. And then they lost. <laughs> so I, I take the blame. Um, I'm sorry, uh, Rapino. Yeah, you're in the city that never sleeps. You got to stay up for that. Dude, I was up till like five in the morning last night and then woke up at like oh nine gosh. o'clock this morning. I'm so tired. What are you doing to yourself? I'm, hey, yourself. comedy, comedy. Yeah. Are you doing shows? No, I'm not doing shows. I'm going to shows. Oh, oh okay. When do you plan on starting doing mics? Uh, I want to see how work works out. I you know okay. got to get a budget, see how much money I'm making, how much, how many days I can afford to take off before I start got doing. It. All right, that shouldn't be on the show. So Canada beat the U.S. in the semifinal games, and then they went on to win the gold medal game over Sweden in in Sweden, over Sweden in penalty kicks. The U.S. walked away with bronze after putting up four goals on Australia, and Australia walked away with nothing. Yeah, good as it fucking should be. But yeah, I don't, I don't like. Oh. Rated E to F. The hell? 
Technical difficulties, ladies and gentlemen. We've only been ESPN. doing this for over a year. ESPN.com uh, put commercials in random places, man. I know they do. They did it to me earlier. I set up all my tabs before we started recording because of that. I um, set up my tabs, but I didn't know the fucking... We should win gold. We should always win gold in soccer. No. Alex Morgan, there- Megan Rapino, that one really uh, number 16. She's like insane. We should Rose always win gold. Um, I no, almost said the super duper pale girl, but I thought that'd be rude. So I just went by. That was by rude. You, but you still said it. Great job. <laughs> See what I know I who you said when you said number 16. Um, but yeah, no. Alabaster. We always. We get. We can't always get gold. It's you know other t- countries and other teams are playing as well. It's wait, not wait, like wait, you wait, just wait, roll wait, the ball wait. out and you always win gold. Do you not remember the stats you just rattled off about the women's basketball? What do you mean we can't always win gold? Yes, we can. <laughs> there were I years understand. that they didn't win gold. I understand that soccer is more of an international sport. Soccer is or soccer has been around longer. It's more developed it's, yeah, in other countries, it's, and more it's women not, play soccer than they do basketball but i'm just saying best athletes in the world live right here in the united states of fucking america bring home the gold baby speaking of that let's talk about this medal count Mm, i don't like how you cut me off there buddy but you know what i'm gonna let it live i'm gonna let it live didn't like it didn't like it sorry i had more to say did you really count yeah i was gonna say more okay (laughs) i was gonna say that um when you take a team over there that not to disparage the women, but these women, they they went to this Olympics knowing it was going to be their last Olympics. Yeah. Mega Rapino, Carly Lloyd, they were they are towards the tail end of their playing careers. So what other countries are bringing um, younger people and also the team was not to say undisciplined, but they missed out on a bunch of opportunities. They had nine disallowed goals, whether it was offsides or something else. So they kind of ended up shooting themselves in the foot and they had been on such a run from the last world cup where they won gold. Um, well, they won the world cup that I think this was just the finish line. And they were just out of gas at this point. Okay. Well, that makes sense. And walking away with bronze is still, you know, that's a yeah. fucking, that's more metal than you got in your house. Third place. What what's what is the Motor City Bowl? How many places back is that? <laughs> it's hard to All explain right. to someone who's never played. <laughs> All right. So the medal count for the US of A. They walk away with. <laughs> 39 gold medals, which is the most among all nations. Okay, because China silvers. was winning for a while. China has 38. We have 39. Just edged them out. Oh, wow. Thank God. 41 silvers, which is the most, and 33 bronze, which is also the most. Because we have the most. Because we always have the most. Because we always send the most damn people. Uh, 113 total medals won by the U.S. this Olympic. Olympics. What's what's the next? The next is China with 88, and then Rockefeller Records with 71. Rockefeller. <laughs> yeah, Russia was allowed to compete yeah, even know. though they were banned <laughs> under the Russian uh, what the fuck Olympic Committee. So yeah, they ended up getting 71. Damn. Well, this is a yeah. interesting Olympics. Everyone knows I don't really follow it, but I'm glad I had you here to kind of take me through it, especially those sounds of the week. Those were great. I don't know. Do we have one of those this week? Oh, Brendan, funny you mentioned that. We actually do have a sound of the week. This sound comes from, I don't know, because I'm finding them in interesting ways because the Olympics is very litigious. Uh, but this is Tamara. Tam- Tamira, Tamira, yeah, Tamira meant to stock after winning the gold in wrestling, women's wrestling, and this might what this country? Might, America. Goddamn this, right. This might have been the catalyst for my walk off this week. Who knows? Last question for you: That American flag around your shoulder looks pretty good. How does that feel to represent your country like this? It feels amazing. 
I love representing the U.S. I freaking love living there. I love it, and I'm so happy I get to represent U.S.A. <laughs> love it. Well, well said. Congratulations. Enjoy that gold, and we'll see you out there on the podium, okay? Thank you. I'll try not to cry. No promise. No promises. That is the emotions of representing your country on the grand stage. I did see that. Um, There's a bunch of memes about it and stuff. Uh, so that was pretty cool. And I, I love it. Memes, I didn't see the memes. Maybe it wasn't memes. I saw a couple of people reposting about loving America. I'm going to be honest with you. This might disappoint you. Wait, is this in your walk off? What I'm about to say? This is. I don't know if what you're about to say is a walk off, but it's the reason I wrote the walk off. Okay. I had um, some people that I know in my life be, via social media or vis like just acquaintances or whatever, friends, family, different people where they hijacked this and used it as like a right wing C mm-hmm. kind of a thing, which was yep. disappointing. But yep. anyway, let's move on. Quick hits. And you'll be surprised how quick. And- quick. Name it hits. Quick hits. All right, Brennan, we have been teasing this for weeks. The folks have not known what we have been pushing, pushing, pushing every week. We keep saying we're running out of time. We don't have enough time to get to it. It's the hockey offseason, folks. There have been a lot of moves. Lots of moves in the NHL. So many moves that we can't talk about them all. So, Brennan, give me, we're going to give three apiece. That's how we'll do this. Three apiece, the biggest transactions you think that have taken place or, you know, not the biggest transactions, or just one you'd like to discuss. So go ahead. Okay. So obviously the biggest one is uh, Alexander Ovechkin staying with the Washington Capitals. Stole one of mine. Sorry. He was not. I mean, it's the biggest news in in hockey. I know. I know. He's not. uh, He was not protected for the the draft. For the uh, Seattle Kraken, but obviously they didn't take him because of the contract situation. But he ended up uh, resigning. So biggest news stays going to stay with the Capitol for five more years. Forty seven point five million dollar contract that'll probably take him to the end of his career. Um, so that's my number one with a bullet. Biggest news. Do you want me to just rattle off all three? Um, I got a couple. I like or do you want to go back and forth? Back and forth. I feel like would be okay. Cool. Go ahead. Um. I think the biggest move and not because of the two teams even involved, just because of how this went down, Mark Andre Fleurigan traded from the Las Vegas Knights over to the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. Uh, So we're only going to tell three because we're taking each other's things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We're going to do three total. We're going to do four. (laughs) You got two. I got two. Yeah. All right. Uh, Yeah. He got traded and they didn't inform him. He said he found out via social media. He even talked about considering retiring because of the trade. Uh, But he eventually went ahead and went to Chicago, signed, and we plan on seeing him between the pipes next year. Brennan, your next one. Uh, The Tampa Bay Lightning extending a point. That's a huge deal. Braden Point uh, is going to be the future of that offense, um, future of that team. Uh, he played out of his mind this past season, um, and being able to hold on to him as a Tampa Bay Lightning fan, that's something I'm very looking forward to, and I'm glad we got him re-signed. All right. And the last one, everybody finding out that Seth Jones is probably gambling on games. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think to put that in the NHL stuff. Seth Jones? Was it Seth Jones? Yeah. Was it not Seth Jones? Did I just say the wrong name? Was it Ryan? No, it's not Ryan Reeves. Oh, no. Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane. God dang it. Yeah, I was like, wait, I know who it was. Yeah, that's um, insane to me. (laughs) Damn it. I ruined the joke. Can we redo that? Let's let's try it again. So, Brennan, you know what number four is? What? Patrick Kane betting on games. Did you mean oh, to play that? Right. Yeah, I did. We didn't do the other off season. Oh shit! That's okay. Son of a- we can do that next I'm week. Lo- you want to push that to next week? Yeah, we'll push that. We'll push that one to next week. <laughs> Wait a second. I'm looking this up. There's 
It's Patrick Kane, isn't it? Was it not Patrick Kane? Son of a gun. Hang on. So, gambling. You think we'd know this? Yeah, Kane. No, it says Kane everywhere. Evander Kane. Evander Kane. The San God. Jose Sharks left winger, Evander Kane. Uh, Joe, you're not going to like this. He's black. I know that. Okay. He's married to a white woman as well. I oh. should have known this. I hey, knew all of the information. I he's just, a black athlete. Of course, he's married to a white woman. <laughs> he's a wait. Hold on. Let's let's. Read. He's a black athlete playing hockey. That's of course, true. he's married to that's, a white woman. That's, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see a, there's a, which is weird to me. I mean, obviously it makes sense. I actually it doesn't make sense to me. Hockey seems. I, Brandon, I played the walk off music. Do you really want to walk on this ledge that you're going down? I can see your brain. Moving. No, I just there's certain <laughs> sports where I'm just kind of like I don't understand why this is all mostly white people. Like this doesn't make sense to me. You can't understand why a sport where you have to learn how to skate. No, which is I, very I, that's why I said, that's why I said never. Well, I mean, that's why I said never mind because I didn't want to get into the whole socioeconomic debate about it. I'm just saying, yeah, okay. You get into high school up north, fucking guys get scholarships at these super prestigious prep schools all the time for basketball. I'm, I'm confused why they're not giving out scholarships for hockey. Because you, when those guys get to high school, they have been playing basketball since they were a kid. Yeah, but what I'm saying is the athletic. I don't want to walk on this list. <laughs> I'll talk to you about this off air because I think I have I think a very valid point. It goes back to the socioeconomic yeah, point. Yeah, no, that makes sense. You had to have been training for this sport all your life. And I'm just saying there's guys that come into basketball like on the, the same Kumpo, thing with soccer now. 14. Soccer, baseball, they have price pointed African Americans out of those games. They've made it so expensive to travel, get the gear see, and everything. That's where, where I get confused because I I would assume you would want to win because with winning comes more money no. for everything. So why wouldn't you just try to get the best no. players on your team? You know what I'm saying? But you see what I'm saying? Doesn't that make sense? Oh, what you're saying is making sense, but it's like when we talked about the NFL owners don't really want to yeah. win. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense to me because I always I'm I'm consumed by like, no, you just want to win. Like, why would you like you? You would assume you'd want to go find the best athletes. Yeah. To play your athletic endeavor. When that when that whole when the movie The Blind Side came out and there's a scene in that movie, I don't know how factual Never it is. Never saw it. Never saw it. But there's a scene in that movie where the NCAA takes them aside and they're like, Oh, what if people would start adopting these super, you know, athletic, maybe looking people or the just massive people or big people, whatever, and try and push them to the and I was just like, Yes, yeah, fucking genius idea. <laughs> like, why wouldn't people <laughs> do that? Like anything you can do to win. Like, but yeah. I guess I'm I'm different in my thinking about winning. Whatever uh, it takes. Last thing I'll say on this, and now I'll play the drop again, just so we can have some separation. Um, people, people like, people like their sports white. Welcome to the big leagues. Coolest Brandon, thing I that has happened to me since I've been in New York. <laughs> you saying that made me think of it. The coolest thing that's happened to me since I've been in New York. I went to see a show at the stand and Sherrod Small went on and I was dying. And mm -hmm. towards the end of the show, and Sherrod Small, for those of you who don't know, is a black comic, hilarious guy, older guy. He's been around for a while. Um, but towards the end to of the show. Black. His name is Sherrod. Context, Joseph. <laughs> that was but, the only context we needed <laughs> but uh towards the end of his set I, I literally i was like i could not breathe i was dying and everyone was kind of like, giving me a weird look like and shrod points at me and he goes the rest of you fuck off he gets it he's with me i'm bringing this guy on tour you understand me no one else in this room gets me and i just all I, after he said that all i could think of is like yeah man i i get it i'm, I'm here <laughs> And you also then actually want to be on your podcast right after that. Brandon, so I posted <laughs> the episode this week. Therefore, I will go second yes. in my walk-off. Therefore, you will regale us with a sports story. Yeah, so um, I don't have a written walk-off this week. I just have a shocker. That actually is a shocker. I've only twice now I not know. had a written walk-off in over a year. Um, 
I want. Is that your pizza I feel on like the that bed? Was a shot at me. I feel like that was a shot at me. Is that me. a pizza on your bed? <laughs> the grease is gonna get all over the place. How did it be like this? No, but um. So a couple things. No I started grease my on new, this pizza, baby. I started my new job. At, <laughs> that's hilarious to me. I was just sitting on the bed. <laughs> I get it. With, I get it with no sauce. There's no grease. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's odd. Um, so, couple of things. Learned it when I went to Europe. Small flex. Small flex. Big flex. You something? That's a big boy flex. Uh, so, a couple of things. I did start my new job. I'm actually working. It was behind- a big flex. I would have said Italy. Yeah, I'm actually working behind the bar at this place, which I haven't done in a very long time. But it's cool because you got the sports going on in the background and stuff. So, a couple of things. Uh, I want to talk about New York City fandom. So these people take uh, sports fandom to a different level than what I'm used to in Jacksonville, Florida. So like in Jacksonville, a lot of people like the Jags and we joke about it. It's like, oh, the Jags stink or whatever. Two instances. So I always make this joke when baseball's on where if anybody asks me about it, I go, oh, no, I don't like soccer because it's like a joke. Like, oh, baseball is so obscure to me. It's like soccer for most people. So I'm at the bar. And I said, uh, one of the guys was watching the game and he goes, oh, you know, who's your team? And I said, I don't really follow soccer. And he's like, soccer. He's like, what? And I go, oh, I'm just kidding. Like, I, I don't watch baseball. So and he like genuinely got upset with me that I called the Mets playing the Phillies soccer, which was interesting. And then the second thing about New York City fandom that I learned, I saw a guy wearing um a giant shirt at the Equinox gym that I, I don't know why I said what gym I go to at the gym that I go to small flex. And, uh, he, we got to talking, uh, you know, cause I lift tremendously heavy weight. So we were talking about some stuff. And I said, Oh, the giants, a friend of mine plays for the giants. And I was like, Alfred Morris. And he's like, Oh fuck, that's awesome. And he goes, who's your team? And I said, Oh, the Jaguars. And this dude does not know me. Doesn't know who I am. Like we're not friends and immediately goes the fucking Jaguars. They fucking a Giants fan is saying this to me. They fucking suck. They've been terrible forever. Like they got lucky that one year. He's like, how could you root for a team that's so fucking bad? Like just went in on me. And I was like, the Giants are garbage. But I didn't say that. I was just very. That's it. Those are the two stories I have about these fucking people in New York. They take it. Like I take sports seriously, but from like a competitive aspect, they take their fandom like they're on like like way too seriously. All right, can I can I respond to your two stories? Yeah, go ahead. Of course. Okay. So first of all, I would have been mad at you if you called baseball soccer. Oh, really? I know <laughs> it's like if you would have called foot if a football game was on the background, like when those because you talk about it all the time when you're at a when you're at work and the bartender's like, I don't even like football. I don't even watch football. Da, da, da. Oh, you're yeah. annoyed by that. Yeah, so, yeah, true. of course. Of course. Well, I guess I'm be- just a big fucking hypocrite. <laughs> so that's one. And two, you said you said Jaguars. It's Jaguars, brother. Jaguars. I'm sorry. We've been working just on this. Wars. Jaguars. Thank you. Jaguars. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Second of all, Giants have had two Super Bowls since the existence I'm of just saying, the Jags. I'm just saying in the last five years, we're on equal footing. In the last five <laughs> the years. The legacy of the teams aren't five years old is what I'm saying. No, I, I agree with you, but it was just one of those things where it was kind of like... You have two AFC championships in your entire existence. Yeah. They've had two Super Bowls while you were alive to watch it. I wonder how many Super Bowls did they have total? Now I gotta look. I think up. it's like six. No, 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 no. no it's no. not that high. It's four. I think it's four. I think Parcells won two. You looked it up. I'll do my walk off. They have you four. 1987, 1991, 2008, no. 2012. I believe I had that. Two Parcells, baby. All right. Brennan, shut up. I actually wrote a walk off this week. Oh, do you hurt yourself? Look, it was hard work. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Shut up. All right, I'm done. My walk off this week is entitled America. I told you guys that the the Olympic sound inspired me to write a little something. So every two years, two years because the the winter and the summer, 
Every two years, this nation is supposedly united behind the athletes that bear the colors of our flag. And the athletes doing so don't all look the same. They are representing, they are a representation of the melting pot, melting, melting pot that we were sold on as kids. Black, white, Asian, Hispanic, and Native people are all wearing the American flag colors and representing it the way they see fit. But America is a complex place, and hiding from the notion will only cripple us. We tell ourselves to learn from the past, yet we try to suppress it. People point to the Constitution, but don't realize it was written up in a time before blacks and natives were considered human, before women were even seen as anything other than property. The thing is, I love America. Born on American soil to immigrant parents whose life mission was to make it to the land of the free. But when the free is limited and not limitless, for all, who do you call? When minorities take a harsh tone when speaking about America, it's out of love. We love this country because we know a lot of what we do, we couldn't somewhere else. But that doesn't mean we can't improve. If we settle, if we settled for the horse and buggy, we'd never get the combustible engine or the electric motor. I root for America during every Olympics, and I root for America every day because I want this nation to be better for all of its citizens. <laughs> That's great. That's great, man. Thank you. Thank you. I agree with you. I always get perturbed when people bring up the whole like, I don't know. It's stuff I don't want to talk about on live. Mics. If you don't like it, leave. Yeah, because uh, people can take it in so many different. I mean, the Savannah telling me what she told me about the uh, Simone Biles thing was just proof enough where it's like, okay, so either you misunderstood what I was trying to say, or you know what I mean. Like it's yeah. That's why. I, that's why I get so kind of not anxious, but just worried about talking to Mike's about some of the stuff because it's like no, I. I think my point is valid and I think we're having a, a reasonable discussion, but then people will just hear one or two things and then take it out of context. And then you're like, that's not, it happened to be honest with you. This happens in a smaller version um, at meetings. You know, I'm not allowed to talk mm. about cause it's anonymous, but at meetings is you'll share something and then about. people will just grab like a snippet of it. And then they'll like cross talk you and like try to like fix your problem. And you're like, that's not even what I was fucking talking about. Like, and mm. that happens on a much grander scale with the podcast, but I completely agree with you. I think we can all do better, especially, I, I mean, I have a bit about it, but like, you know, just, but it's true. Like going out and just doing stuff, trying to be helpful, trying to, you know, trying to work together, baby. That's all it's about. It's all it's about this podcast, bringing the world together, bringing America together. We are bringing the Let's world go. together. Look at this. And we'll That's bring it, you right? the press conference in its entirety. Brennan, where can we find you and your products? Follow me on all social media at Brennan T Comedy. I also do stand up as we've alluded to in this podcast. Uh, dates will be coming up in the Northeast here in the next couple of weeks. Um, check out my other podcast. Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. I have, Great show. Uh, Yes, thank you. Joe's been on it a few times. I do. Uh, it's a comedy podcast. I just uh, reminisce about old stories from my past with guests, and we reminisce about old stories from their past about drugs, drinking, parties, getting in trouble, cops, all sorts of stuff. It mainly has to do with uh, former drinking stories. That's why it's called X Drinking Buddy because I'm sober now. But that's it. And BrennanTComedy.com is where you can find everything. The merch, the podcast, all that kind of stuff. Joe. Uh, check me out on all social media at Joe Dorville. Whoa. Whoa. Why did that sound weird to me? Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I said all social media. That's what it was. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorville. Check out my website, JoeDorville.com. You can check out my hip hop album, TV and TV season two. Buy headphone Joe, no O, no E in the phone. Uh, check out these show. Whoa. Check out this show's. Twitter and Instagram at Hearing Press. Check out the website for the network at a new low. That that ad, those ads really threw me off my game. Um, check out the website, a new And uh if you want some merch there, it's shop that a new low. Wap bamboo. Um <laughs> shop that a new low dot co. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Brennan, I assume we both know who the shout out is this week. So obviously, get me out of here. And that's why we play the game. Hello. Hello. Huge shout out, Coach Bowden. RIP. You have been listening to the Anulo Podcast Network. We have four tremendous podcasts on our current roster. If you like the hit Broadway musical Hamilton, then you also might enjoy hearing the Ham Boys rank every song from the Hamilton soundtrack on Who Does a Podcast with hosts Headphone Joe and Kyle Loader. Get your sports talk radio fix with Cheers from the Press Box featuring Headphone Joe Dorville and stand-up comedian Brennan Tassif. Curious about how the brain works? Get your neuroscience knowledge with some laughs at Misbehavior Journal Club. This fortnightly science-slash-comedy podcast is where two lady researchers bring you the latest studies on behavior. It stars Amiel Moreno and Leah, a.k.a. Leah, or vice versa, Crevet. Finally, we have a new low. The podcast has started it all. This show features Farzad, Headphone Joe, Kyle Loader, L. Greg, and Scott by Scott. They discuss anything and everything depending on their moods or their level of sobriety at the time. Thank you for supporting the Anulo Network, and feel free to share your favorite episodes with friends and family. Thanks again, and goodbye.